This is an ABC podcast. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, back around 1995, after many decades of searching, our astronomers found the first planet in another solar system. What we now casually call an exoplanet. Since then, astronomers have found about 5,000 exoplanets orbiting some 3,500 stars. Now, here's the really weird thing. We haven't found anything arranged like our familiar solar system, with four little rocky planets close to the sun and four much bigger gas and ice giants further out. What's more, talking just about the exoplanets, the most common ones that we have found, super-Earths and hot Jupiters, simply do not exist in our solar system. A super-Earth is a planet weighing between 3 and 10 times the mass of planet Earth. They're very common. We've found nearly 1,600 of them. But surprisingly, there are none in our solar system. By the way, a super-Earth simply has more mass than our Earth. The term doesn't relate in any way to its suitability for life. We have also discovered about 1,600 so-called hot Jupiters. Our Jupiter is the biggest and heaviest planet in our solar system, weighing two and a half times more than all the other planets combined. It's a long way out from the Sun, and so Jupiter takes 12 years to do a complete orbit. And because it's so far out from the Sun, its surface is quite cool, about 130 degrees below zero. But hot Jupiter exoplanets orbit very close to their host star. How close? Some take just four days to do a complete orbit. Not 12 years, but four days. And because they are so close to their host star, they're very hot, sometimes several thousands of degrees Celsius. For various reasons, we're fairly confident hot Jupiters could not have formed close up and personal to their host star. They must have formed further out and then migrated inwards. And that's big news. It means that we have to rethink our theories of how planets form. Our old simple theory was that our Sun and all the planets just coalesced out of a giant cloud of gas and dust. They were smaller than they are today, but they settled quickly into their current orbits. At this early stage, our Sun did not have enough mass to spark nuclear fusion. The Sun and the eight or so planets got bigger by sweeping up extra material from the big cloud of gas and dust in which the whole baby solar system was embedded. And then the sun fired up in a flare of enthusiastic nuclear fusion, blasting out huge amounts of powerful radiation and millions of tons of solar wind every second 
And according to the old theory, the sun's fiery blast removed much of the gas and ice from the inner planets, leaving behind the four rocky planets of Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars. But further out in the solar system, the radiation and solar wind was less intense. And so the gas giants of Jupiter and Saturn and the ice giants of Uranus and Neptune, they hung on to their gas and ice. It's a lovely and tidy hypothesis. None of the other solar systems that we have found are so neat and orderly. For example, Kepler-20 is a star just a bit smaller than our Sun and about 930 light-years away. It has six planets orbiting it. They're a strange jumbled mix of Earth-sized planets and two smallish super-Earths and they all, they all orbit their host star in less than 77 days. That is quicker than Mercury, which takes 88 days to orbit the Sun. That's really weird. There are many other solar systems that are even more bizarre. It really does seem that our home solar system is not at all typical of what we have found in our local section of the Milky Way. And this means that we need a new explanation about how solar systems form. One current explanation is that once a solar system starts up, the planets can shift their orbits around their host star remarkably easily. The planets start off orbiting in a loose cloud of gas and dust, sweeping up everything that they run into, but leaving a trail of partial vacuums behind them. Other planets will, when they hit the partial vacuums, take the path of least resistance. They'll change direction. Perhaps a long journey to spiral inwards towards the star, or perhaps outwards to entirely leave the baby solar system. So maybe the formation of a solar system is more of a dynamic process than we first thought. Given that so much of the universe is chaotic, this new thinking should not be a surprise. Maybe chaos is the natural order. It certainly brings a whole new meaning to the term organised chaos. (laughs) You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.